Hi, my name is Rhonda Minga, and I would like to welcome you today to Freedom Ministries in Crossed, Arkansas. I invite you to connect with us online at freedomministriescrossed.com. Now let's take the time to pray before we tune in to today's message. Lord, I lift you up, and I just pray that you draw us by your Spirit. I pray that you show us your Word. You give us great and mighty revelations of who you are and how you want to move in and through us. Lord, be with these people as they tune in now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. There's nothing I love any more than his presence. Nothing. Nothing that I love more than his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to talk to y'all today about your birthright. Your birthright. Especially if you just prayed that prayer. Cleanse me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. Yes. I just want to ask all of you that will and you that have, uh, just to give one dollar to this ministry, not for me, but to the ministry. One dollar. One dollar. Yes, ma'am. To sow into the ministry. Get a dollar. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. I know that this is good, good ground. It's good ground to sow in. And we thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this being good ground, God. Good ground. Hallelujah. We give you praise for it, God. Thank you. Work in these lives, God. Move in their lives, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. We give you praise today, God. Thank you for what you're doing in Freedom Ministries, Father. I thank you for what you're doing in the lives of your people, God. Thank you for a people that are willing to be obedient to you, to step out in faith on what you are saying and what you are doing and become a part of that prophetic word. Thank you, God. Thank you that you are doing a new thing and you are taking us to a new place. We are stepping into something that we, we've never been there before. We have never been where we're going, ever. We've never seen anything like it. Never. Never. He said that the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former, than the glory of the former house. Hallelujah. Even the early church, our forefathers who walked in signs and wonders and miracles. Amen. They saw things, oh my goodness, but we, we, we are right there, right there in that place where we're fixing to see things we have never seen before. And they wished that they could have been here now. 
They walked with Jesus. Like literally walked with Jesus. But they want to be here now. In this day. In this time. Because mm -hmm. it's like the culmination. It's like everything coming to a head. And we win. We win. We win. I know that the enemy has got people blinded, and he's making them think that he got this thing. He ain't got nothing, nothing but a bunch of deception. That's what he has, deception. And it's our job, it's our place, and we were put here to destroy all of that. Pastor, Pastor Susan, last Sunday, you know, I was eating that thing up. That was so good. And she told us that we were created for war. We were put here for warfare. That's what we're put here for. To destroy the works of the enemy. That's what we're put here for. It says in 1 John 3, 8, that the Son of God was put here for that. That's the reason he was made manifest, to destroy the works of the enemy. And the very next chapter says, as he is, so are we. Hey. We were put here to destroy the work of the enemy. So we got to do something. I got to do something in my own life. Something's got to change in me. If I'm going to destroy the work of the enemy, I got to rise up into who I am. Into who I am. See, the enemy, his whole thing is darkness. He lives in darkness. He works in darkness. He tries to keep you in darkness. He wants you deceived. He does not want you to know who you are and what you possess. Because when you know that, he is done for. He's done for. When we know, I think it's Daniel that said, those who know their God will do exploits. When you know your God, you do exploits. If I'm not doing an exploit, I need to know God. I need to know God. I need to know who I am. Amen. And so I want to talk to you today about your birthright. If you said, Lord Jesus, wash me of my sins. Cleanse me, Lord. Come in. Come into my heart and live in me. Be the Lord of my life. Then you have a birthright. You were birthed from one place, one kingdom, into another kingdom. And it is your birthright to be seated in the heavenlies. At the right hand of the Father. Right hand is a place of authority. It is a place of rule. Y'all want me to say that again? Because so often, y'all, we, and I said we. I'm not preaching at you. I said we. We allow the enemy. We, we allow the enemy to tear our lives apart. And a lot of it is because we don't know. Sometimes it's because we don't know. Sometimes it's because I don't want to fight. Sometimes it's because, you know, that's going to require something of me. And I may not want to pay it. 
Hmm. But that ain't what I was put here for. Y'all remember that first message I preached in 2017 about there's a book written about you? That we were in heaven with him before the foundation of the world? Long, long time ago. It's been a minute. We were with him, and we had a conversation with him. And he told me, he said, baby girl, I want you to go to earth. I'm going to send you there in the 60s. It's going to be a wicked time, but it's going to get wickeder. But I'm going to send you there, and, I, and this is what I want you to do, okay? And, and I'm going to launch you into a ministry of unusual manifestations of my presence, unusual signs and wonders, shake out by Sunday, because it ain't got nothing to do with you. It's me. I'm going to use you. I'm going to manifest myself through you. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to line everything up so that you can find me, okay? Because when you get there, you're not going to remember this conversation. But I'm going to line everything up so you can find me. And I agreed. I agreed to that. I said, yes, Father, yes, yes, yes. I want to go, and I want to tear that devil apart because he has done nothing but rip your people apart since he fell. And I hate what he's done. I hate what he's done to my family. I hate what he's done to my friends. I hate what he's done to people I don't know. I hate it. And I want to go. I want to be a part of your end time. <laughs> Y'all, the prophets wanted to live now. They wanted, just think about that. They wanted to live right now. Because they would get to see it all come to a head. And the enemy's got people deceived and he's making them think that he's got this thing. And he's going to win this thing, and he is not. He is not. His power has to bow. I didn't, say, I didn't say he didn't have no power. What I said was his power has to bow. <sighs> it's just very exciting when we start coming into who I am. Who I am. I am the body of Christ. He is the head and I am the body. You are the body. You are the body of Christ. And where the head is, where's the body? The body is seated in the heavenlies. Seated in the heavenlies at the right of the throne of God. And the throne of God is the center of power of the universe. It is the center of the power. And I'm seated right there. It's my rightful place. It is my rightful place. I was created for that. I was created to sit far above powers and principalities and wickedness in high places. I sit over that. We have to return to our roots, and that is our roots. That I am seated in the heavenlies, far above this. Elder Bivens has said it, I don't know how many times in the last week. They under my feet. They under my feet. They so far under your feet, they can't see your feet. 
You are seated far above, far above. And when we come, we have to come down off of our rightful place for the enemy to start dragging us through. Okay? We have to get off of our seat. We have to step off of our seat in order to come down here and let the enemy drag us through. So we're going to learn about our seat, okay? We're going to learn that that is my place. And the devil cannot pull you off of it. He can't. There is no way possible that he can pull you off of your rightful seat. I have to step off of it. Mm-hmm. I have to step off of it. Um, Luke 10 and 19 in the King James, it says that I give you power over all the power of the enemy. And I always, that you know, it always kind of, I couldn't really couldn't wrap my mind around it because the enemy's powerful. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we read all kind of stuff. We see all kind of stuff. The enemy's powerful, and, and, and physically he is more powerful than me. Physically, he's more powerful than me. But they translated it a little bit wrong. That's why you have to get in there and start digging out those words and see what they, he really means. Because, well, no, okay, I ain't gonna, we're not going to touch that. We're not going to touch that. But that first word, power, let's see, let me, let me see, 10, 19. It says, behold, I, have given, I give you power to trample on serpents and scorpions and over the power, all the power of the enemy. Those two words, power, are two completely different words. Completely. And some of the translations do it right. It says, I give you authority. I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. He does have power. He is a worthy adversary. He is nothing that you sneeze at. He ain't nothing that I um, taunt. He is nothing to play with. Nothing. He will, I'm going to just say this, that rebellion will take you where you don't want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and make you pay more than you want to pay. It's going to cost you when you start playing with him. It's going to cost you, and you're not going to want to pay it. But, but that's who we used to be. That's who we used to be, okay? Now, in this scripture, he says, I give you authority. Authority trumps power every single time. Always. We've, we've heard it um, described as, you know, the, little, the lone little deputy or the police officer that stands there like this with his hand, you know, and the, the big old semi-truck has to stop. And that's what it, you know, that's what it is when the, when the cop says, freeze, Put your hands behind your back. We have to do it. If we don't do it, then we're going to get shot at, or we gonna, when they do tackle us, we're going to jail, right? So he has, he has authority 
to stop me from doing what he don't want me to do. That's authority. It doesn't matter how big I am. It don't matter how big and burly I am. His authority trumps my power. Okay, so authority always trumps power. Always. Always. Just remember that, okay? Authority always trumps power. That first power is, that word is um, exousia. I just spoke Greek. Exousia. That is probably not how you pronounce it. But in Arkansas, that's how you pronounce Greek. Yes. It's power of authority. It's power of rule or government. Mm. Power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. That is pretty awesome right there. If you just listen to it. It's the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed. You know, when Jesus walked up to the demoniac, they like, what are you doing here? It's not time for us yet. What are you doing here? Because they knew that whatever he said, they had to obey. They have. No choice. It is still that way. Nothing has changed. It's still just like that. When Jesus walks up, they're like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Can Please don't just cast us to wherever. Can we go into those pigs? They had to obey him. Had to. No choice. That right there is proof that his power is not anything above God. That God will win in the end of this. And that is coming up real soon, I think. I really do think that's coming real soon. When he said it's also jurisdiction, it's the power or the right to exercise authority and control. One who possesses authority. The next power, he said, over all the power of the enemy, that's dunamis, and that's power. That's like, you know, power to do stuff. But when we, me and you, become fully conscious of what's backing us, of the authority that I am under, <laughs> Then mm. we can face any enemy, and we don't have to be afraid. We don't have to be afraid at all. See, the enemy knows if we are. He knows if we're afraid. He knows if there's some doubt and unbelief in there. He knows that. And so if I'm operating in that, then there's, you know, it's like, ooh, who are you? Paul I know, and Jesus I know, but who are you? I want him to say, Babs I know, and Paul I know, and Jesus I know. That's what I want him to say. I haven't always acted like that's what I want him to say. But deep down in my soul, that's what I want him to say. Well, 
it's coming a time now that I'm, I'm going to have to stand up in the place that God has positioned me. And I can no longer operate in fear. I can no longer have doubt and unbelief. I can no longer say, ooh, if it's, I hope it's going to work, God. I hope it works. You can't do that anymore. This stuff is getting real. It's getting real. And we are going to be tearing his kingdom down. We are. Me and you. Remember, Pastor Susan said it last week that we were created for warfare. I am created to make his praise glorious. Yes, I am. I am created to lay out on the floor going, I love you. You're so wonderful. I love you. I, I am created for that. But I am created to stand in the face of the enemy, and you are coming down. In the name of Jesus. You will loose my family. You will loose this city. You will loose this church. You will loose. You will loose. You will loose. Yakata, I might say. That is my birthright. That is my birthright. That belongs to me. It belongs to you. It's not just a preacher's thing. Come on, y'all. It's not just a preacher's thing. No, it is a you thing. You are the body of Christ. You are. When you ask him to come into your heart, when you ask him to be your Lord, that became your birthright. That became your seat at the right hand of the center of power. The center of power. That's where I sit. Right next to you. That's where I sit. Ha! Shekara base. Hando bo sheka. Yay! Shekara boso. God, in the name of Jesus, we just speak to that spirit of fear right now. And I tell you to loose these people, loose them. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, you will no longer keep us bound. You will no longer keep us bound till we don't know who we are and we don't know what we got. We don't know where we're sitting. You will no longer keep us bound to make us think that you can have any power over me, any power over us, that you can keep us bound in mental, mental, mental things. You can no longer keep us bound in depression. It is my right to be free. It is my birthright to be free. You cannot keep us bound in depression. You cannot. In the name of Jesus. And we are free in this house. Free in this house. It is my birthright. It belongs to me. It belongs to me. I do not have mental illness. No. The enemy wants you to be bound up. He wants you to be drugged up. He wants you to be all tore up with mental illness. He wants it because you can't fight. That's exactly why he wants you sitting at home in the dark, in depression. Because you can't fight him when you're like that. I know. I know. 
But this is not your birthright. Your birthright is to put on that armor, to stand. You will not. I am coming out of my house today. You will not keep me here. You will not keep me bound. You have no rights over me. Jesus Christ lives on the inside of me. The Holy Ghost reigns inside of me. And you will not keep me bound anymore. Come out. In the name of Jesus. In the, that's your birthright. That's what he paid for. He paid the price. So that you could sit beside him at the throne, the center of power. He paid that price. I ain't going to let the devil use me no more. I ain't going to let him cause me to be a wimpy Christian. I ain't going to let him. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. I'm coming out. And I'm taking my seat. I'm taking my seat. You know, it's your birthright for the Holy Ghost to fill you. That's your, you, that's your right. We ain't got to be going begging for the Holy Ghost. He wants to give you the Holy Ghost. That's your, that, that's your right. Holy Ghost belongs to me. He, Jesus Christ paid the price so that I could be filled with the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost is power. You talk about power. You know, that's what was brooding over the earth when it was dark and chaotic. Nothing but waters. He was brooding over it. Let me do, let me do. Speak it, God. Speak it, speak it. Speak it, God, so I can do it. Hey, devil ain't got nothing on no Holy Ghost. Nothing. Let me tell y'all something. In, in Acts chapter 5, when Ananias and Sapphira lied to the Holy Ghost. And who made them lie to the Holy Ghost? The devil. Come on. So, so we, all, we think the devil got something. Mm -mm. He's a liar. And he, he put it in their heart to lie. Because they didn't have to give nothing. They could have said, we sold our place for $17 million and we're going to give y'all six. That's all they had to do. But they said, we sold it for 400 and we're going to give it to you. They lied to the Holy Ghost. What happened to them? Peter said, you done lied to the Holy Ghost, and you see them men, you see them feet coming to the door right there? They fix and bury you. That's power. Excuse me. That's power right there. And that's my right. That's my right to have that living on the inside of me. That is who controls us. That right there. All I have to do is just like Julie said, avail myself. Give myself to you, Lord. I give myself to you. And I'm going to do whatever it is you tell me to do. And it's going to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, you're going to get uncomfortable. So what? How many times did the devil make me uncomfortable? I ain't got enough fingers. I was uncomfortable a few times, but I still did it. Come on. It's just flesh. And that is supposed to be crucified. 
That right there is supposed to be crucified. Woo, sweating up in here. Thank you, Jesus. But when, that, when, I, when I got up on that cross with him, my flesh was crucified. Pastor Dana taught it Tuesday night. She said we got to carry our cross, and that means my identity. That's who I am. My cross is who I am. It's not my sickness. My cross is who I am. I have to carry who I am on my back and say, you ain't nothing, you ain't nobody. I, it's now Christ that lives in me. I have been crucified, but I live. But it's not me. It's Christ who lives in me. That's the way it's supposed to be. Man, he is, you talk about supernatural, I am dead. I'm dead, but you see me walking. Hey! I'm dead, but you see me walking. But it's because Jesus Christ is walking through me. Jesus Christ is the one. Jesus is the one that's doing it. Jesus is the one that's living. So if he's the one that's living, then I ought to be saying, yes, Lord. I'll say something to him, God. Yes, Lord, I'll go do it. Yes, I will. Yes, I will, because it's you living in me anyway. It ain't me. I'm dead already. If I'm dead, I ain't scared. Oh, y'all know I know. I'm fixing to have to live this thing. Y'all know I know that. I'm going to live it because it's him that lives in me, not me. And my flesh is supposed to be dead anyway. Our flesh is dead. It's dead. You can't make a dead man mad. You can't scare a dead man. You can't make a dead man argue with you. Come on. I know it. I'm stomping all over my toes. What you talking about? I'm supposed to be dead. If I'm dead, I'm sorry about what you do, and it makes me upset. I can't act on it. Oh, I can't act on that. I got to act like Jesus. And I got to go to my closet, and I got to talk to my father, just like Jesus did. And I got to tell my father, you know, they act, you know, you know. But God, show me why I got so upset. Why did I get mad? Because there's something in me ain't dead. And he going to say, that right there ain't dead, honey. We need to crucify that thing. You done let it rise up again. I know this so well because I've done it so many times. I believe in resurrection life. Yeah, because I have resurrected a few times. The resurrection life lives on the inside of me. Yes, it does. Hallelujah. You know it does. Hallelujah. But it's him. It's him. He wants to come forth. He wants to live through us. He wants to be able to touch those through us. Him. It's Jesus Christ that lives on the inside of me. It is my birthright. It's my birthright. <laughs> I don't know that excited me. When I find out that it's my birthright. In Ephesians 6 where it tells us that our battle's not with flesh and blood, but it's with powers and principalities and wickedness 
Principalities means the first ones. Well, ain't that a little confusing? Mm -mm. She told us all about it last week. Those Nephilim. When the angels came and mated with the daughters of men and they birthed that race. And because of that, God had to destroy the earth with the flood. But there's stuff still here. So that's what that word means. So my battle, come on, y'all get ready to hear this. My battle is with them. The ones who came and said, I know he's God, but I'm going to do this thing anyway. Come on. Did we, just, did we just talk about that this morning? Doing what I want anyway? Whose sin is that? Come on. What we are really saying is, I'm going to rise up above God, and I'm going to sit my throne above him, and I will be worshipped. Yes, that is exactly what we're saying. I have said it how many times when I would willingly, compulsively make myself do what I wanted because I wanted when the whole time my flesh is supposed to be dead. Romans says to reckon this thing dead. Well, I'm going to tell you that in this house you can learn how to reckon that thing dead. You can learn how to live with a dead flesh. You can. You ain't always going to like it. But it's so freeing. Oh, my God. There's so much glory in it. There's so much life in it. You know that life don't come till death does. And there's so much life when I can lay this thing down and not care about it no more. Less a grain of wheat fall to the ground and die. It abides alone. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. And John 15 said that it is my Father's will that you bear much fruit. And that that fruit remains. That's his will for our life. That right there is my birthright. That is, that I bear much fruit. And that fruit remains. That's my right. He died for that. So that I could be a him. I ain't Christ. I ain't saying that. I ain't saying I'm a little God. No, I ain't saying that. But he lives on the inside of me. He lives on the inside of me. And sometimes I am the only Jesus that some people see. And sometimes I want to tell them what I think. Because I'm right. You know? They live in sin. <laughs> My goodness. Ephesians 2 says it wasn't that long ago I was in the same place. Same spot. But we forget about that. You know. Now, we used to smoke cigarettes. <gasps> Your pastor used to smoke cigarettes. 
We used to smoke cigarettes, and, and, and it, was a, it was a struggle. You know, I, I wanted to quit, and then I, li- I, you know, I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. So I didn't want to quit, but I should quit, you know. But <sighs> I just really don't want to. So I hid it for a long time. You think you hide it. You know, you kind of smell like a cigarette. So, I mean, you know, some things you can't hide. You can't hide smoking, and you can't hide being pregnant. I'm just going to say. <laughs> Two things you, can't, you ain't hiding. Come on. We always, you know, we don't want to tell nobody where they're fitting to find. They're fitting to find out. You might as well go ahead. Where was I? Huh? <laughs> I was not. <laughs> he said I was smoking and pregnant. No. I quit while I was pregnant. I did. I quit while I was pregnant, but I picked it back up real quick. Oh, yeah, we got to bear fruit. I still don't know where I was going. <laughs> I didn't because I liked it, you know. But but then the, I got filled with the Holy Ghost. Excuse me. The Holy Ghost came on the inside of me while I was smoking cigarettes. We think we got to be all cleaned up. We got to be all perfect. I got a Terry. I ain't going to touch that one either. But I was smoking cigarettes, hiding out in the washroom, in the shed, smoking cigarettes. And then my husband, oh, that's where I was going. Had to think of my husband. It's like we, we used to smoke, but now whenever we get around, some of you smell it, you know, we're like, oh, God, I can't believe they're smoking them cigarettes. Ugh. That's so, ugh. Like, I used to do that. So how come I act like it's so, you know. But my husband would say something, and I'd be like, he said, he, he kind of had a feeling one time that I was smoking. I'm 30-something years old, okay? I got two kids. And uh, he said something, and I'm like, then I rose up, you know, in my real self. And I said, I'm grown. I don't smoke them, I'll smoke them. <laughs> you know, and I didn't hide no more. But the Holy Ghost still, because I was still, I was seeking him. I wanted him. All of a sudden, you know, God just, he, he, started, he started touching me, and he started moving me. And, you know, there's people praying for my mama and daddy. Oh, thank you, Jesus, that they prayed for me because there ain't no telling where I'd be and what I would have done done. But they was praying for me. And the, and the Holy Ghost started, you know, just kind of nudging a little bit, a little bit, just a little bit. Push me here, push me there, you know. And ended up, I start, I'm, I start praying things out of my spirit, you know, like, God, I, I really want you. I want the fullness of God. I'm like, I don't even know what the fullness of God is, but I want the fullness of God. I, 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 want, to, I want signs and wonders. I, I was Baptist, but I want signs and wonders. Those things start coming out of me. I was still smoking a cigarette. You do not have to clean yourself up. How do we clean ourselves up before him? How? I couldn't. I couldn't fix me. How many people have I heard say, I'm going to come to church when I get my life right? How the heck you going to get your life right? Living in the den of darkness, how? You can't even see. You in darkness. 
<laughs> right, how? But he, there was a call on my life, and there is a call on yours. You were created for something in particular. And he told me before the foundation of the world, I'm going to do everything I can do. I'm going to lay it all down before you for you to find me, for, for you to walk on this path, and we're going to meet up. And you say, yes, God. Yes. So that's what happens with us. The enemy sees that there's a mark right here. In Revelation, it talks about we don't want to go through that, okay? It talks about there's an angel that's going to come, and he's gonna, he has a key, and he's going to loose these things out of the earth. And they look like scorpions, only they're huge. And they are sent to torment, not kill, but torment those who do not have the mark of God on their forehead. So there's a mark. There's a mark that we have. Mm. He is my seal. He is my seal. Right there. Right there. Right there. And the devil sees that. He, know, he don't know what your call is, but he sees that mark. And he sets out, usually at conception, to kill you. He sets out to kill you, to destroy you. And if you do get to be birthed, which we all did, <laughs> then he starts at birth. And he starts trying to destroy you. He starts trying to kill you. He starts putting things in you that God had no intention to ever be put in you. He starts telling you that you're worthless, that you're no good. You ain't never going to amount to nothing. You're just stupid. You're so stupid. He starts telling you that. That's him that's telling you that. And can I tell you why he's telling you that? He is terrified of you. He is terrified that you are going to know who you are. He is terrified that that mark right there is going to have its way in you. He is terrified of you. And he makes you think that he's big and bad and he's all this. And we go, you know, get all gangsta and all that stuff. He's scared to death of you. Scared to death of you. Because I was put here to destroy his works. I was put here to stand against him and my family behind me. I was put here for that. I was put here to stand for this church. That there's a blood ring around this church and you will not touch anyone in this church. There's a blood ring around us. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, and you cannot come past it. How many, st I've read several stories of these witches and warlocks that, you know, they astral project, and they go to people's houses, and they try to put curses on them. And there was one in particular, and, and when the man got out of the car, there was fire all around him. And they're like, ooh, we can't do nothing with this. Well, why are you still serving that power? You, the one that's dumb. If you can't do nothing with that power, if your power is not strong enough to do anything with that power, then why are you still with that power? Amen. Come on. We 
have a birthright. And it is to sit in the heavenlies at the right hand of God. That is the place of authority. That is the place of rule. It is my place. It is your place. So let's rise up. I didn't even get to none of my scriptures. Let's rise up and come out of that depression. Let's rise up and come out of that fear. Let's rise up and come out of that doubt and unbelief. Let's rise up and come out of this mess. That's the enemy trying to hold you back. That's the enemy trying to keep you down. Let's rise up and step into my place of authority. Step, sit down on my seat. Sit down on my seat and say, devil, back off. Back off. Because this is mine. And you ain't having it no more. That's my birthright. It's my right to have that. It's your right to have that. You can take authority over your own life. Your own life. You take authority over that thing that's binding you up. And if you need a little help, that's what we're here for. Because sometimes we get to a place where we need a little help. But that's what the saints of God are here for. So this place right here is where we learn how to live in that victory. This place right here is where we learn how to walk in that authority. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. 1 John 4, 17 says, As he is, so are we in this world. And he said... That in Matthew 28, he said that all authority is given to me. All authority in heaven and earth is given to me. And then he said, I'm giving it to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you made that way for us to walk in a place of authority. That nothing... When he says that no weapon formed against you is going to prosper, that's why. Because I walk in authority. And I see a weapon coming at me, and I'm like, in the name of Jesus, there's a bloodline, and you can't come past that bloodline. So you can say whatever you want to say, but everything you say is coming back on you. Because there's a shield on me. It's called armor. My helmet. And my breastplate and my shield of faith. When I see those things coming, I gotta throw that thing up. But but my my middle section right here is girded up with truth. Pulled tight because the truth is in me. The truth is in you. My feet are prepared with the gospel of peace. That means I am in that word. I know that word. I gotta get that word in me. How many of you knew that you were seated at the right hand of God? We got to get that word in us. You don't know who you are if you don't get the word in you. Because this word tells you who you are. The enemy tells you all the time who you are not. But the word of God tells you who you are. And we got to get that. So come on this journey with me. Because we're going to find out who we are. We're going to find out because we're stepping into something in this next decade. 
And I really believe, now this is Barbara, chapter 4, verse 6. We ain't got but about a decade, if we have that. But I believe that he's fixing to come. I mean, if you look at, if you read what he says the world is going to be like in the end days, that's exactly what it's like right now. And we were talking about that. And I know that forever they've been saying we're in the last days, we're in the last days. But for 3,000 years they prophesied that a baby was coming. But a baby came. So this is going to happen. It's going to take place. And we got to be ready. We got to be walking where we're supposed to be walking. We got to be just like he, he was telling us last night. We're supposed to be walking high, taking high steps, not trudging. We ain't trudging through nothing. We ain't trudging through nothing. That's a lie from the enemy. In the name of Jesus. So, Father, I just thank you. Thank you for our place of authority, God. Thank you for my birthright, God. I thank you that you paid the price for me to be able to sit in the heavenlies far above powers and principalities, far above spiritual wickedness in high places. You paid the price for us to sit there, God, and I thank you for it, Father. Thank you. And I just ask you in the name of Jesus, God, to reveal to us who we are in you, Father. Give us revelation. Enlighten the eyes of our understanding that we would know the hope of our calling, God, that we would know who we are in you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you again for tuning in with us. If this word ministered to you, please consider sowing a seed to Freedom Ministries at freedomministriescrossit.com. We have made it available to you on the giving page. Thank you again. Go and be blessed in Jesus' name.